From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Sorry for the uh, technical. Sorry for the technical difficulties getting on here. The Blue Blue Show Rain Podcast with Ranger Proud. Without further ado, we got a game action. Second period about the underway. Go underway in Boston. Let's talk about it. Let's get Ranger Proud because I know he's a busy man. The great RP. We bring on Glenn. We bring on Scott. But RP, say hello to the people. How you doing, sir? Very good. How's it going tonight, guys? Ah, uh, man. Scrambling, my guy. Scrambling, man. Just. Whew. I hear you. <laughs> you and me both. Real for real. Glenn, what's up, man? Yeah, absolutely. Glenn, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Steve. Hi to, to you guys and to everybody else out there. Uh, all I can say is it's great to be watching some live hockey. All right. Shout out to Glenn, man. Thank you very much. And, of course, Scott, man, Face Off Hockey Podcast, of course. Uh, what's up, Scott? How you doing, man? Good to hear from you. Ah, doing doing well. Can't wait to get the season rolling. <clears throat> First and foremost, because I cannot keep up with this every other week thing, as you're well aware. <laughs> I know you're getting tired of me asking. Hey, man, every, every Tuesday morning I send Steve a message. Oh, is it this week? And it's always the off week. Always. And Glenn, I actually sent you a message last week. Yep. <laughs> Steve's probably getting pissed yep. off of me asking, is there a show this week? <laughs> no, I go through the same thing, Scott. I, I go, in, in fact, in fact, I called in for the Giants show last, last week, the one on Thursday night, and I didn't look at the schedule. <laughs> I called in at like 10 o'clock, and I heard them wrap it up. I didn't, I didn't realize it was at 7, so I tried. I'll, I'll try to check the schedule from now on. <laughs> yeah, um, well, another couple more, more weeks, and we're home free every Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, the, for the football, we get on at 7 right before Thursday night football, so that's what that is. So, RP, let our further ado, let's jump right into it. We'll get to the Pacific Division later on in this episode, but we got game action, man. What are your thoughts on what happened in the first period versus the Islanders? I thought they were just great. You know, very good. You know, it's preseason. It's kind of vanilla, but it looked good, and I liked what I saw tonight in Boston. I walked, literally walked into the goal. Like, I I turned it on, and I saw they kept the, the puck in the zone, and I saw Trochet, well, VC Trochet's the Adam Fox in Boston. That's what I saw this far. That's all that's happened this far offensively. But what are your thoughts on the preseason rookie camp, uh, training camp, the two games, well, the game in the, in the quarter thus far, uh, Islanders and Bruins? Anything else you'd like to add? No, I you know, it's it's yeah, it's preseason. But there are a lot of guys playing. There are a lot of guys playing for very very few spots. So you know, you, you get what you can get out of it. Last night, I'm sure as everyone agrees, Brendan Hoffman played the kind of hockey game that we've been reading about. Um, I was lucky enough to watch him play in the rookies game a couple of weeks ago, out in uh, in Allentown, Pennsylvania, with the rookie game against the Flyers. It was the second game of the series. He looked a little tired, but the unusual thing about it is, you know that expression, the puck always find goal scorers? As off as I thought Oppen had at the game, he still had the puck on his stick a lot. Very aggressive. He's a big guy. I, I was glad to be able to go watch him and some of the other guys play. We fast forward to last night and, you know, the first game at the Garden and all the hype and everything. And, you know, opening shift or the second shift, he takes that big hit on the board, gets a little bloody nose. He even said after the game, you know, he thought it was a clean hit and all, but it got him going. And then, man, that, that assist to, to K. Andre Miller was just – that was just a, a, an NHL experience pass. Coming down, only seconds left, tape to tape pass right on Miller's stick. And if you serve the Miller scored, the first thing he turned around, he went, wow, wow, wow. It was unbelievable. And that is what he brings to the game every night from what I've read, from video I've seen it all. So I was very impressed with that. It's a long shot that he makes the team because of his contract status. If he was able to go to the AHL, it'd be a totally different ball game. But he's not eligible to go to the American Hockey League. So if the Rangers intend on keeping him, then they have to keep him for the entire season. There's nowhere to send him down. 
he'd have to take up a roster spot for the whole year. And that's the problem with keeping him right now. So, you know, it's the only knock, but it's a big knock. Because as you guys know, the top nine on this team, in my opinion, are locked in. That That is a deadlock. It's probably top five in mm-hmm. line, especially if the kid line can take off. So you don't want to keep an Offman and put him on the fourth line. This guy cannot play eight minutes a game. It would be detrimental to his advancement, to his progress as a pro, and, and fans have to understand that. You know how it is, Steve. Twitter went off last night and today on how great he is, and he has to stay, and we should cut Goodrow, or we should move Sammy Blaze down to the fourth line, all these things. It was one very good hockey game. So you just got to wait and see a little bit. Um, I thought VC, who's battling for the 13th spot, played really well. It was great to see him score the goal. Um, I I wrote about him in in one of my articles last week. The Rangers desperately need penalty killers. They lost Cop. They lost Petrano. They lost Strom. So they're they're looking for penalty killing, and that's what VC brings to the table. He can score goals. We've seen him with the Rangers and, and other teams. So I was very happy that he played. He's playing tonight, which means the coaching staff wants to give him a good hard look. Um, I thought he played a, a very good game. K. Andre Miller is like one step away from battling or having his name mentioned in Norris Trophy. We all know how high Steve is on K. Andre Miller. We all are. He looked effortless skating out there last night. He got a lot of ice time. Uh, I, I thought he played exceptionally well. Understand it's the first game and all, but I worry about our team, not how who the other team puts on the ice or how they play in preseason. I thought he played great. Um, I thought Jones and Schneider combo was pretty good. Zach Jones had the most ice time for a defenseman last night. He scored a goal. doesn't matter that I get deflected by an Islander. He was aggressive. He was on the play. He scored. And I was very happy to see that he played with Schneider in the AHL. So they have a little bit of a chemistry already. They're comfortable with one another out there. Schneider played a solid game. It was funny because I, I tweeted some things out last night, like my observations yesterday. There wasn't really any negatives to last night's game. Obviously, there's always something you could do better. Defensively, the team could have played better in, in the system. I'm, I'm sure there were things that I didn't see. But overall, for the first preseason game, it was a pretty damn good game last night. I, I think the coaching staff got to see and to be able to evaluate what they have now and what they have for the future. So I was, you know, happy with that. Just Burke and look great as always. And then really quick going into today's game, Trocek gets involved right away with the goal, gets two guys on him, makes a great pass to Fox who scores. You're going to see a lot of that at Trocek. I think fans are going to love how Trocek plays. He's definitely an improvement from Strom. Not that Strom was bad, but I think Trocek is a more consistent hockey player. He's a gritty hockey player. He can score goals. He can make the good pass. Very good in his own end, and he likes to mix it up. So I, I think fans overall are going to like what they see a whole season for him being on our team for a change than us always battling him when it was with Carolina. All right. Shout out to RP. I know you got uh, anything uh, you want to say else because I know you got you're like limited for time. And yeah, I got to go and stuff like that. I got to go. Unfortunately, yeah, I got to get rolling tonight. But um, you know, the Rangers play two more games after this game tonight, Thursday and Friday, back to back with the Devils. Uh, they cut Sakura today, which everybody knew was going to happen. Sakura playing in yesterday's game was it was like a thank you for all the work that he's put in in the off season for rookie camp and so forth. And if you guys noticed, which, and this is very unusual, he really took in the moment of playing at Madison Square Garden. The kid was smile from ear to ear the whole game. Yeah, he was nervous and all, but he got that moment to play at the Garden. He said that was really important to him. It didn't matter that it was a preseason game. And he's going to be another good one for the future of the club. So no one should be disappointed that he got sent down. The Rangers are carrying 61 guys right now. What, 42, 44 of them being sent down. So it's all part of the game. And I think once Thursday comes around, you're going to see a lot more cuts with only three games left after the Thursday night game for the preseason. 
So uh, we'll see if any surprises should come up. Keep following me on Ranger Proud on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And, of course, I'll be writing a lot more articles on Forever Blue Shirts and Empire Sports Media. I appreciate you guys and the platform and all the uh, all the comments, whether good or bad. Right, Steve? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, I got to catch up on Rangers Twitter from yesterday. I'm still fuming from the football game. It took me a whole day to get uh, but I'm gonna catch up on my hockey. Yeah. I'm gonna catch up on my hockey uh, on the tweets. Man. I saw your tweet about Ranger Twitter going off, but I didn't really deep dive, so I'll catch up between now and the next day or two. But shout out to RP for uh, Blue Shirts and Pirate Sports Media. And while, while RP was speaking, um, we saw Ryan Lingren get a stick to the face that turned into a Bruins goal to tie it up at one. But Glenn, what are your thoughts, uh, Islanders? Uh, the Islander game last night. Uh, I agree with RP, man. They look good. I mean, you know, BC and Keandre Miller and Snyder and all those guys. So Snyder, what are, what are your thoughts, uh, Glenn? And then we we'll go to Scott. Yeah, I mean, I would echo uh, a lot of what RP said, as usual. I think he was, you know, right on about a lot of things. Uh, you know, often that first preseason game is kind of, uh, you know, kind of a dull thing. Everybody kind of getting their feet under themselves and, uh, you know, you don't always get a lot out of the first preseason game, but I thought there was a lot of good to take out of uh, last night's game. Uh, you know, I'll touch on a couple quickly that uh, RP mentioned. I mean, Osman had a great game. Uh, unfortunately, you know, and as I've been saying since uh, the beginning of last season, we have too many guys, which is a great problem to have. I mean, there's just too many good guys that you'd like to see make the team and not enough spots. And um, with Ottman, it's, you know, it's tough because no, you don't want to see him uh, getting eight minutes a game playing on a fourth line with guys that aren't offensively skilled like he is. But on the other hand, what you saw last night, and it is only one game, and what we saw from him last season, uh, you wonder how much he's going to get out of playing another season in juniors too. So, it's almost kind of like he's in limbo uh, where, you know, if the Rangers didn't have the talent that they have up front in the top six or the top nine right now, uh, you know, you know they would want him to make the team. And from what we saw in the one game last night, he probably could. But, uh, you know, I think the the proper thing to do is probably going to be send him back to juniors and we got to wait another year for him. Uh, Vizi, you know, when Vizi was here last, last time, I, I guess I kind of bought into the hype of, uh, you know, that he was going to be a, a better offensive player, uh, uh, a more important player on the team than he turned out to be. And, uh, you know, by the time that he left, I was kind of happy to see him go. I was like, that, that okay, failed experiment. Um, you know, everybody wanted him. Buffalo wanted him. Nashville wanted him. We wanted him. Uh, he comes here, and I thought he was kind of disappointing. But for the role that he's being asked to play now, um, I would really like to see him make the team. I think he could really contribute on the fourth line, a little bit of, uh, you know, he, he scored, what, 17 goals, you know, when he was with the Rangers. So, you know, he can offer a little bit of offense. He can kill penalties. He's, he's got size. He's not afraid to rough it up, go in the corners a little bit, uh, scored that goal last night off of Alamov's face. I'd actually like to see him make the team. I think he can uh I think he can contribute in, in the role that he's being asked to to play. Uh, you know, as far as the rest of the game, you know, there like I said, there were a lot of I thought there were a lot of good things, interesting things that came out. I was kinda switching back and forth between the Giant game and the Ranger game, trying to catch as much as of both as I could. But uh, you know, I, I was really encouraged about what I saw. Like R P said, the top nine are locked in, so this whole preseason is about who's going to be on the fourth line, who's going to be the extra couple of guys. And, you know, a lot of these guys will be down in Hartford ready to come up if there's an injury or a trade or, um, you know, something else. So, um, you know, again, the, this organization has done a great job bringing talent into this, uh, into this team. And, uh, you know, I mean, they've, they've got replacements for whoever ends up leaving in the next two, three years. So, you really encouraged that this team, if they can uh, manage the cap wisely, uh, can stay together and be successful for quite a long time, which is, you know, what we were saying two years ago, right? Uh, you know, we, we were waiting to see what these guys were going to do, how they were going to be. Well, they're here now, and 
they're almost all working. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with Kraftsoff. Uh, it'd be great if he, you know, can be the sniper on that line with Panera and Trocheck. Um, but, you know, there's just a lot to be excited about right now. It's just not just that the, the season is upon us, the hockey is back, but just for this team in general. I was just looking at Kraftsoff and the ship defensively getting back on the ice. He was looking a little slow against the winger just now. I don't know if you saw that sequence, yeah. Glenn, if you're watching game. Uh, yeah, I did. It was, uh, yeah, with Rosinski and Fox. He, he kind of, it was a little escape behind. kind of late. I don't know if it was lazy or he was just putting in an effort, but let's go to Scott and get his thoughts if he's watching this game versus the Bruins and, of course, the Islander game. And, and I know Scott's been all over the place. What's up, Scott, man? How's yeah, everything? Let me say one more thing before we change, but you're talking about Krausoff. As I was saying, the good thing is if he doesn't work out, we got people to replace him. You know, it won't be a problem. So either way, you know, I'm interested to see what he does. Right. right. Yeah, I um, I, I'm not watching the game tonight. Um, but I, I I did watch about half of it last night. Um, again, you know, we just want to see how these guys look and whatnot. And uh, I got a second uh, the, the Brendan Ottman. I want. You know, I would love to see him make the team. He's 19 already, uh, already. <laughs> um, you know, guys starting it, you know, Kako and Lafreniere were both 18 when they started. I think Hedl might have been 19, maybe even 18. So, you know, 19 with this guy's size, um, I would love to see him. Like, uh, I forgot who was just talking, but the spots are at a premium, which kind of stinks. But uh, I would love for him to be able to make the team. I mean, he he was he, he was a man possessed last night. Yeah, that that assist to Keandre was, was fantastic. He had another assist. He was all over the place. Easily the most noticeable guy out there. Uh, definitely trying to make a statement. I love what I saw out of him. Um, yeah, it's only preseason. I know they're playing with a half a team, but I mean the Islanders didn't even deserve to be on the same ice. That was nice to see preseason or not. Um, you know the Rangers got got right down to business to start. Um, yeah, Kravtsov's going to be interesting. I mean, we talked, you know, we, we've obviously talked about him at length. Um, you know, we saw some, some, some shades when he was here, whenever that was two years ago, five years ago. I have no idea. We know what if we, <laughs> we saw him last, uh, we did see some shades of, of what he can offer. I mean, he's, he's definitely an incredible stick handler. Um, you know, you know, he, he's a sniper. Um, you know, he, he, to me, he almost, I mean, we didn't have that much of a sample size of him, but, uh, you, you know, uh, maybe like a junior Panarin, uh, you know, if it works out for him, um, you know, I, I think sky's the limit with this kid. Uh, if it, maybe, you know, you never know when to start playing, but and that, and that's the, that's what sucks about this whole thing with him the last couple of years is, you know, he should be in his what third year by now, all the, you know, the adjustments, the jitters, the, the rookie mistakes, all that should be long in the past, but because of his, attitude here we are and you know he hasn't played in the american minors he was never in the ahl so he's going to have to go straight from uh from khl to nhl uh which which kind of stinks because all of that adjustment and growing pains and all should have been behind him but it is what it is here we are so um you know but but, but i like the potential out of him i would like to see him be a be a huge fit and, and huge impact and, and he's not uh you know he's not a child anymore either just again just can't stress enough that it sucks that he hasn't had the, the north american style uh you know play uh, under his belt that has all been russian with the exception of uh, however few games he was here a couple of years ago but you know that's that's where we're at it is what it is um you know, hopefully it's a quick adjustment like Igor has uh, had, although it's a little different for a goalie. Uh, see the puck, stop the puck. Um, but uh, you know, I yeah, we we we've got a lot of great youth, and yeah, we we we've got too many guys. Uh, it was nice to see um, Lundqvist get traded. I mean, you know, that could go. When I first saw that whole thing, I I said, you know, here we go, Kravtsov 2.0. But I, I understand it. The, the more I looked into it. Um, you know, he was supposed to be above Braden Schneider on the depth chart uh, on the, on that side, uh, and it just didn't happen. Obviously, Schneider got the call, and, you know, the, the kid is all sorts of legit, uh, and he knew that. So he 
you know, he, he like, you know, like he, it's a business, you know, the, the whole thing is a business, not only for the, for, for the teams, but it's a business for the players. Um, you know, he saw not much of a future here with Braden Schneider, uh, leapfrogging him. So he wanted to go. I can't really fault him for that. Um, you know, he, he's got, uh, some great potential too, but with, with, with Schneider leapfrogging him, it just wasn't in the cards on this team. So I, don't really fault him for the for the way he demanded a trade, uh, because you know it's a business for the guys, just just like it is for the teams. Um, so I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I I like what I saw out of Zach Jones and in, in just a you know a small sample size there. Uh, I think he's poised to make the team this year, hopefully. Um, you know, we saw him a little bit with Schneider about halfway through the season last year, and I think you know they had some great chemistry together. That uh, you know, obviously uh, Schneider's pairing uh, mate uh, line mate uh, was a problem all playoffs long. It went from well, Nemeth was an absolute disaster, and uh, it didn't really get much better with. Uh, uh, what's his name for the rental from Philly? I don't even know that's how bad he was. I don't remember his name. But, uh, you know, they had some nice chemistry, but I understand Gallant did not want to go into the playoffs uh, with a third pair being, um, you know, both 20-year-old rookies. It's understandable. I get that. But now Schneider's up, you know, not a rookie anymore, and now I think it's hopefully Zach Jones' turn, uh, you know, turn to, uh, to do what Schneider did last year. So, yeah, we 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 uh we got a lot to be excited about, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a good problem to have too many uh too many players, but uh, I would very much like to see Ahmed make the team. Um, you know, he he I was watching him intensely last uh, uh you know last night because my, my my cousin's been watching him for for years since we drafted him. Uh, saying watch this kid, he's gonna be uh it's gonna be the future of the team. Uh, so we finally got a little taste. I was excited and. That that's I I really hope he makes the team. I really do. Cool, cool. Shout out to Scott. You know, I saw well, no, the thing I saw from the game last night. Uh, I watched it uh, from, from reco- being recorded, uh, from recorded DVR, and I wanted to see. I mean, I, you know, we don't take it seriously, but it's things you want to see as far as improvement. And the thing I wanted to see when I saw it with Philip Hedo, I wanted them to protect the puck a little bit better than what I. So that's something I'm definitely be keeping an eye out on, man, because I think he's in a position to take great strides after a strong playoff season last year in the playoffs. So I want to see him be better with the puck, no matter who his line mates are. I thought he was kind of a little bit careless giveaways to the Islanders. Um, uh, not even in the neutral zone. It was in their own Islanders' own zone. Um, watching this game tonight, I saw Lafreniere put a poke in to go back up one. Um, and that's another guy that I know RP was really wanting to see him take a big leap this year, and, and he should uh, as far as Alexei Lafreniere. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys are hitting on it as far as the quality of depth. I mean, this is a very good problem to have because you can't keep everybody if somebody does have to go. But when you're in the position that we are, we kind of earn the right to be in this position due to, you know, balancing the, the checkbook, the salary cap, draft picks, you know, being patient with the roster overturns. I mean, we're in a position to uh, be uh, an Eastern Conference finalist again, if not a Stanley Cup finalist. Uh, adding Trojan is an upgrade over Ryan Strong, like RP said. I mean, we all said this before. And we will get this ball rolling in two weeks when we start the regular season, home opener. And then, Scott, you don't have to worry about every other week because we'll be on every Tuesday yeah. starting two weeks <laughs> with the home. <laughs> so with that said, um, you know, you know, preseason, you know, I just take it with a grain of salt um, and just see what, you know, you know, BC being back with the Rangers with the second team. Like you said, Glenn, I agree with that with um, – it felt like he was the pseudo savior, the all hype machine at the time. Different roster at the time. He could just he could just yep. be a fourth line guy if he makes the team and just fit right in. He don't have to be the savior. You don't want that's a lot of pressure for a young guy in that building, thirty third and seventh every every night for forty one home games. That's a lot of pressure. I don't care who it is. You can't live up to the building like that. So he's got a chance to mentally, you know, go to different teams like Buffalo. You know, come back around, and, and if he makes the team and, and fit right in, we'll see what happens. Um, good problem to have. And, um, look, I'll uh, chime in as much as I can with this game going on with uh, with the Bruins. And if any guys want to talk about what happened in this game tonight, feel free. Uh, we can jump in right into the Pacific Division. Glenn, if you like, uh, 
Listen, um, I'm not really going to go deep team by team like we have done over the playoffs, but yeah. I will look at their summary level. I do like the Kings, what they did. And I think they could build upon and learn from their experience, Glenn, how they bowed out, how they got embarrassed by the Oilers. I think everybody would agree the Oilers are probably the predominantly the favorite team in that division. I think the Oilers probably will win if everybody is healthy. Stayed the course. They're on the up. And I think they have the offensive explosion to just uh, separate themselves from the pack. You could look at teams like Vegas and the Kings and then an improvement Ducks team. And I think that's kind of like the top half of that division where I think the Kraken, the Coyotes, the Sharks are not quite there. But what are your thoughts if you want to look at it? Summary level as uh, all the teams, if you want to go roster by roster, Glenn, we could do that because I think – you know, with Fiala and Kopitar with the Kings, I thought they had a good season last year. Uh, I saw, I actually went to one of those games when I was out on the West Coast for, you know, the Giants happened to catch a Kings game when they played the Wild up in the, the old Staples Center, the Crypto.com Arena. Uh, I like what they did with the Kings. And I think they, uh, Victor Adverson is a good veteran player. You know, he's still serviceable. Uh, you got some toughness. On the bottom parts of that line was Lizzo and Brendan Lemieux. We're all familiar with him. What are your thoughts on the Kings, Oilers, Ducks, Sharks, however you want to go, Glenn, and then we can go to Scott. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think the bottom uh, part of that division is really going to be Vegas. I mean, they're, you know, they, they've kind of come down from their first couple of years. They've still got some talent forward, obviously, Eichel. Uh, we'll see if he can come back completely from the neck injury. But, uh, um, you know, as far as they go, they're going to get really hurt uh, by having Robert Leonard out for the year. Uh, their goalies are are basically all backup goalies uh, and have been in the league for a while. Uh, Logan Thompson, I know, is the younger goalie that probably they're looking for for the future, but don't know if he's uh, ready to take on, uh, you know, that hurt, that burden of uh, playing full-time. So uh, I agree with you about Vegas. I think they're kind of down there. Seattle – Seattle's getting better, but, you know, they're an expansion team that, uh, you know, is trying to build um, what they can do there. And, um, you know, they've got some talented players on the team, but they're they're not really going to be uh, uh, any kind of a threat in that division this year. Uh, and San Jose is the same. I think, uh, you know, they're going to kind of round up the bottom there. Um, I, I totally agree with you about L.A. I think L.A. is – uh, really done a good job of improving what they had already, which was pretty good. Um, I, I kept waiting for L.A. to, to kind of fall out of the uh, playoffs last year, and they hung in there. They never did. Uh, you know, uh, Jonathan Quick was good enough. Cal Peterson, you know, that duo did them very well. Um, you know, and like you say, bringing in guys like Harvison, um, they've got, uh, you know, Byfield, who just like we we're talking about our young guys, uh, should be a lot better this year. Uh, Kopitar is still, uh, you know, an all-star caliber player in this league. They brought in Kevin Fiala. So, uh, you know, this is a team that, uh, you know, they've got they've got some good size. They've got uh, some speed. They've got some offensive capabilities. And, yeah, I think, uh, I think the Kings are going to be right up there. Probably, like you say, Edmonton uh, is probably the team that's going to uh, – you know, win that division. Uh, obviously, we know the offense that they have, and they brought in uh, Jack Campbell, who did a really good job in Toronto last year, uh, did pretty good in, in L.A. when he was backing up uh, Jonathan Quick. Uh, I think the the last year he was there, Quick was hurt a bit, and so he did a good job filling in. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think Edmonton is probably, uh, you know, they got a couple of good defensemen too, Tyson Barry and uh, Darnell Nurse. So, uh, yeah, I think Edmonton is probably going to wind up winning that division. Uh, I will mention, though, that I thought Calgary did a decent job of replacing Matthew Kachuk and uh, Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, I think, to me, Jonathan Huberto and Gaudreau are kind of a wash. Uh, so I think they did a good job there as far as replacing him. Uh, you know, they brought in uh, they brought in Cadre, who uh, – you know, was surrounded by some very good players last year in Colorado and had a 90-point a season. So, uh, you know, we'll see if he goes back to being the 60-point guy he was in uh, in Toronto. 
But, uh, you know, he's going to be surrounded by some good players in Calgary as well. So I don't think you'll see much of a drop-off from him. Um, but the only thing is they might be, you know, a little top-heavy. Uh, I don't know how, how well their their bottom six depth is going to uh, do for them. But uh, And I think Markstrom is a, an excellent goalie. So, you know me, I always start with the, with the goalie and work my way out. Uh, so I think Markstrom is a, an excellent goalie. Uh, so I think they'll be in good shape there. And they got a couple of, you know, very good uh, defensemen as well, Hannafin. Uh, you know, they got Wegar uh, in that trade from Florida as well. So, I, you know, we talked when, when uh, Goudreau left and, and Kachuk, and we were talking about how outraged the fans in Calgary uh, would be. But I thought they did a decent job of uh, – uh, of replacing those two players. And I think they're still going to be, uh, you know, a pretty good team. Uh, and, you know, finally, Anna, well, I wouldn't talk about Vancouver either. I think Vancouver is going to be one of those, uh, you know, middle to bottom teams as well. They they don't really, to me, they've got some good players. Besser is going to be out, uh, I think, for the first month of the season. He had surgery. Uh, they got Bo Horvath. He's good. I think they signed uh, J.P. Miller to a long-term contract. Uh, Elias Pedersen is, is an all-star type player. So, uh, and Thatcher Demko, we'll see. You know, I mean, he had a good year last year too. Um, and uh, but they don't have they don't have a lot of depth there. So he's going to have to take uh, a very heavy workload again, like he did last year. Uh, but again, I think Vancouver is a team that's on the bubble uh, as far as that fourth spot in in that division. Um, and finally, Anaheim. Yeah, I mean they they. Improved themselves as well, you know. You, you, it, I mean, you love uh, Zegras. I can't wait to see what he does this year. They brought in Vitrano, who we liked here. Uh, Troy Terry uh, really kind of broke out last year for them. They got our old buddy Ryan Strom, so uh, and, and Mason McTavish, obviously. And uh, you know, John Gibson to me is is still one of the better goalies in the league, but just hasn't had a lot of defensive support there. Uh, as of uh, the last few years. So, yeah, I mean, they're, I think they've improved themselves uh, as well. And I think, again, Edmonton and Calgary, to me, uh, and L.A. Uh, for the top three spots, and then it's just going to be a season-long battle between teams like uh, uh, Anaheim and uh, probably Vancouver for that, that fourth spot. And, again, you know, the the, uh, the Central Division is pretty good, so it could, again, be a situation where – you got five teams uh, from the Central Division and three from the Pacific, uh, so they'll be uh, the, those teams will be fighting not just to come in fourth in the Pacific Division, but to beat out one of the teams in the Central. So uh, that's that's what I think is kind of going to go on out in the Pacific uh, Division this year. Right, I can see that. And Scott, what are your thoughts, man? Looking at the left coast, the teams out there, uh, what are your thoughts on these rosters and how you think it's going to go in the 2022-23 season? Um, yeah, mostly, mostly agreement. Um, I think, you, you know, I, I like to keep my eye on Calgary. I thought, uh, I did not expect their season to end like it did last year. And I think they did a very good job. The, uh, the GM did a very good job of keeping them competitive. You knew that, uh, Goudreau and um, and and Kachuk were walking, and uh, it, it's a tight spot. As uh, somebody brought up during the playoffs uh, last year, uh, it, it's a tight spot because you you know these guys are walking. There's all sorts of first round draft picks in it if you could trade them, but if you're a contender, you can't trade the guys. Um, you know, if you're trying to make a cup run, you can't trade those guys. So it's a it's a very uh, unfortunate situation for them. And I think, given uh, all things considered, I think he. he did a great job um, uh, getting get Huberto um, and a couple other guys back uh, to keep them competitive. Um, and, and I think that they will be just as competitive, uh, uh, you know, again this year. I don't know if they uh, are a cup team. Um, I mean, I, I mean, because even with those guys last year, they weren't obviously goaltending. I don't know what happened with the goaltending because uh, what's his name, uh, Markstrom, had uh, an almost Vesna, uh, you know, caliber or, or at least nominee, uh, not, you know, nominated caliber season, and then all of a sudden he just collapsed uh, against uh, Edmonton. 
So, uh, I mean, that, that was just such an entertaining series to watch because, uh, I mean, the, the, I've never seen scores like that, uh, you know, in every game. <laughs> it was just unbelievable. But uh, Edmonton's another one. They knew, uh, you know, for them to take the next step, uh, goaltending was obviously an issue. They they improved. I don't know if if they improved to the point where uh, they are now in that next level of contender. I, I, I like to think so. Uh, because I, I think we've talked about this in the past, uh, you know, the, the era that we grew up in, you know, with, with your Stanley Cup champion goalies, your your, your Patrick Waz and Brodeur and Hashik and Richter, um, you, you know, in this particular era now, in, in the post-05 lockout, you don't need, you know, the, the best goalie in the league. I mean, we had the best goalie in the league for 16 years and couldn't win the Cup, Um you, you know, you just need a, uh, you know, a, a, a very good goalie, and then it's all about the team around, specifically the uh, the defense. Now, I don't know if Edmonton's defense is, is top-notch, uh, but I think they did improve their goalie enough, I think, uh, it, you know, if if their defense is tight and if they're firing on all cylinders, and you, you know, when, when you have uh, uh, McDavid and... Um, uh, and Dreisaitl out there, you, you know, you know you can score goals at will. Um, so I think, uh, you know, it, it, it might be good enough. I mean, look, look at some of the goalies who, who won Stanley Cups, Cam Ward, uh, Corey Crawford, uh, Matt Murray. I mean, you know, these are, these are not top-tier goalies. These are, these are guys that got hot at the right time, and, and, and so did, more importantly, so did their, uh, the rest of their team. So uh, I think Edmonton might be ready to, uh, to take the next step. Um, I think uh, the, the Kings are definitely back in the mix. I, I, I don't recall offhand the, the moves they made, but I know I remember seeing at the time uh, they had a very good off season. Um, so you know they they were not going to be uh, bottom dwellers for for long. Um, Vegas, yeah, I, I, I think they're in for a uh, you know well deserved. I don't know anybody with, with the exception of the, the 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 bandwagon people. I mean, I know plenty of Ranger fans who have jumped on this Vegas thing from day one, and it made me hate them even more i just didn't understand <laughs> i I, did, I don't know if you guys know anybody I, I i can name four people i know four people at least that all have knights jerseys they've all been there uh the, you know they've adopted them as their second favorite team and i just don't understand why and it's just so obnoxious i didn't like them from day one i had no problem <laughs> with uh with the way they changed the draft rules uh because if you're going to put a team in a, in a non-traditional market i mean there we we've already seen hockey in the desert once uh, <laughs> in Arizona and it ain't going too well. So, uh, yep. you know, I had no problem with them changing the draft rules. Uh, you know, remember the teams in the nineties, Ottawa, Tampa, Florida, uh, Anaheim, you know, the San Jose, these teams were absolute garbage for years with the old, uh, expansion draft rules. So I had no problem with that, mm-hmm. you know, make a team competitive off the bat. What I didn't like was that they were exempt from the Seattle draft. I mean, here's a team what that was in the league for three years, went to the finals, made the playoffs both other uh times and here the rangers are in the middle of a five-year rebuild you got teams like buffalo you got teams like the devils in a decade-long rebuild and all of a sudden vegas who's made the playoffs every year in their existence is exempt from the seattle draft that infuriated me so i hate i absolutely hate that team and i am so happy that they didn't make the playoffs last year and i am so happy that they will most likely not make it again and they're hopefully going to go through a nice little dry spell um i am excited to be going out there um I don't recall if I told uh, this story. Uh, it was kind of interesting. My, my my girlfriend, and if I, if I did say it, somebody just cut me off. Um, but uh, about a month ago, my girlfriend calls me up and says, you want to go to Vegas for free? Uh, my boss had a trip for two. He's not going. It's free airfare. It's free hotel. And I've never been to Vegas. And I said, to you, I said to be honest with you, not really. I said I didn't huh. really want to go. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, just between us, I would have liked to have gone in my 20s with about 10, 10 single guys. Uh, because, you know, that's what Vegas is for. But at this point in my life, I really had no desire to go. I, you know, every time I go to Canada, there's a casino. There's a casino in Aruba. Um, you know, I'm not a huge casino guy. She goes to Atlantic City every once every couple months. I don't go. Um, so I really didn't want to go even with the free airfare and hotel so she says to me she's like well why don't you check the night schedule you know that's something to do i'm like oh you know what good call good call so i i'm on the phone with her and i look up on um i look up the night's uh schedule on espn i said what are the dates again she said we're um she said uh december 5th through the 8th 
the Rangers are there on the seventh. Nah. <laughs> like, what are the chances? I'm, all right, I'm in. <laughs> so, so I'm going to Vegas uh, for my first time um, for free. And yeah, and, and on top of that, uh, the game tickets are free, which is nice. My uh, one of my good friends from high school, his uh, his brother-in-law is uh, is Dan Duba, who is their play-by-play radio guy. Um, so he said, uh, first thing he said, he's like, yeah, no problem. I'll take care of tickets for you. He's like, I'll get you hooked up nice in the, in the lower bowl. He's been to about five games there, um, which is great because even with them not supposed to be great, the cheapest seat in the house on the second-hand market was $140 last time I checked. Uh, so that's nice. So, uh, yeah, this is a, you know, a planet-aligned kind of deal um, <laughs> where, uh, to get out there. So, yeah, I'm going to see, uh, I'm going to see the Rangers in Vegas and – I hope we absolutely a take a piss on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a question for you about that. Like you said, you were never interested yeah. in Vegas. Now, I'm not trying to sell you on Vegas because, you know, it's one way or another with me. But why did you say that in the, in the spec of uh, it just never interested you? Or you're just not, like, well, you never bought the, well, I guess, the Vegas trip hype, I guess, from others? Like, you know, what, what was going through your mind in, in general about that? Well, well, like I said, I would have liked, you know, I'm, I'm 45 now. I've been with my girlfriend for five, for uh, four and a half years. I would have liked to have gone in my 20s, you know, with, with, with a bunch of other, uh, you know, single guys and, uh, you know, for the purposes of keeping it a family-friendly show, uh, you, you know, you, you know what Vegas has to offer for, <laughs> for that, kind of, that kind of demographic. Um, you know, like I said, I'm not a huge casino guy. I mean, I know there's tons of other stuff to do. I know there's shows, there's concerts. I get all that. Um but just at this point in my life, it, it just didn't. It, it, it's not. It wasn't on my bucket list. Uh, I just had no desire to go there, uh, even with the free airfare in the hotel. Um, I probably would have gone anyway. Um, it, it, as long as there was a night home game, I probably would have gone just for that. Like I'm glad she because I didn't even think of it. Uh, <laughs> when she mentioned that, um, I probably would have gone anyway. Just you know, just the nights, whoever, just to see the hockey. You know, I know they put on a good show. Uh, I know all you know. They they Vegas it up. That's fine. I would have liked to have seen just to to experience it. Root against them, no matter who they were playing, unless it was the Islanders. But um, I got lucky. Yeah, the Rangers happened to be there on that particular uh, window when we're going because you know we didn't pick the dates. You know that the, the tickets were bought. You know the boss gave them to her, transferred to her name, and then like December fifth or the eighth. That's it. That's what it had to be. And you know what are the chances? You know I guess a uh, one out of eighty two chance uh, came through. Maybe I should uh, do some heavy gambling while I'm there. <laughs> Things yeah. seems to be going my way already. <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's interesting because um, I when when the NHL schedule came out, and I, you know, uh, you know how I am, Scott. We're kind of like on the same boat. Glenn, you, that was you too, as far as we. I'm kind of one of those fans, sports fans across all sports that hit every bucket list out there. Mm-hmm. You know, all the stadiums, arenas, shit like that, right? Um, so the, you know, when the NHL schedule came out, you know, the first game. I, I targeted was the when when do the Rangers go? I know it was like middle of the week on a Wednesday. And I was like, damn, I don't know, it's tough, you know. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make that. So, but I have been to a Vegas Golden Knights game before. I actually went to a playoff game. Uh, there was a the year they played the Kings. Uh, like what, 2018, something like that. Uh, first round in the playoffs, and I didn't realize how much they hated each other. Sort of, you know. I mean, because Golden Knights is a, you know. First year in the year, in the league, but LA fans came up to Vegas and they were making noise. I mean that's kind of good, you know. That's how you get spark and interest in the sport and have rivalry. But yeah, I was, you know, it's a nice arena. Uh, definitely. I mean, to me, the way I look at the way I look at Vegas, Scott, um, it's not like you just said. It, it's not just going, but but the with the weird thing about it, and when I was hearing you speak, and I'm like, when I think of how I know of you and how you are as far as sports, life, culture, food, entertainment. I mean that shit is right up your wheelhouse. I I would not I could not see you not having a good time out there. It's got yeah. everything for you. It's got everything. It's not just gambling. It's everything like the food. You could do different things besides you know all kind of excursions and the weather's always fantastic for the most part. So yeah, whenever you if you do when you go, man, and definitely enjoy yourself. It's a lot to do out there because people like they get the perception that it's just gambling. It's definitely not just that. Of course, there's, there's a lot of that there, but. Oh man, that's definitely a good time, man. Because it's always, it, to me, it's always something for everybody. It feels like it's something for everybody out there. Um, let me see. 
Uh, I wanted to talk about the Ducks real quick before we go around for final thoughts. Um, I think they're going to be a better team, man. Now, see, this is the fun thing about these shows, Glenn, Scott, you know, we've been doing this all offseason in every division. It, to me, it's easy to pick the best two, one or two teams in each division. The fun shit is figuring out the middle of the pack. We kind of have an idea who's going to finish and last in all these divisions. It's really that three through six uh, teams, you know, best teams in that division. That's where I'm trying to figure out who in the what. So I'm thinking, like, you know, the Kings, the Ducks. I, I really do. I like what the Ducks did. I really do. Now, it's not what they have been for all those years with Ryan Getzloff. You know, he's retired. But they're more offensive-minded. And, you know, like you said, Glenn, I agree with you on Getzloff. I think he's a very underrated goalie who never had defensive support. He's not going to get that this year. So that's not going to happen. But you did add more offense, adding John Klingberg from the Dallas Stars. I, I think you – I mean, I like that. You know, Shattenkirk could play the power, point, power play point with them. Uh, you know, they added decent pieces around there. Vetrano, you know, he was a rental with us. Uh, he added Ryan Strom, uh, Silverberg. I know uh, we were talking about uh, uh, Raquel, who got traded uh, last season to the, to the Penguins. But they got nice pieces. I think they could compete. They're going to be one of those teams who are going to be on the outside looking into the point, like you said, Glenn, because of the teams in the Central. Like, it's probably going to be a fifth team in that Central. Unless the Ducks surprise everybody with more offense and, and get off to a nice start, yeah, I think they're going to be on the outside looking in. But I think they have made vast improvements. I don't have a lot of stock in the Coyotes, of course, and they have a whole mess of a situation besides the roster. They're playing in a small arena. You heard RP talk about that. You talked about that, Glenn. That's just a that's a disaster with that franchise, man. You know, the once was the Winnipeg Jets, now the Phoenix Coyotes or Arizona Coyotes, and it's just a whole mess out there, man. But I, I, the only thing I'll say to this, and because Scott, you said um, about are they going to be competing for a cup? I don't see Edmonton. Edmonton to me is more is all offense. They're going to try to outscore you, but when you have a team like Colorado in your way, that is built like you and could defend and get points from everywhere and they could ride a hot goalie. I just don't see Edmonton in, in, in a, in a seven game series when it gets down to it, outscoring Colorado. That's a tough feat, man. But I think they, it's like one of those things Scott. And if you could, if you want to chime in, um, they're designed to just score, score, score. But since you're on that path, adding defenders, I don't think – like it's like you kind of have to reconstruct your roster of what you were doing because, like, like Glenn said, added Jack Campbell. You already had Kane, and, you know, you already know Dreisaitl and, um, and uh, Connor McDavid. I mean, you've got a lot of punch. Uh, what do you – so you, do you think uh, it's – let's say – like let, let me ask you guys frankly real quick. We're going around for final thoughts. Glenn, and I'll ask you first, and you can go to Scott. Like, well, who, what's the conference finals? Do you think it's going to be the same two teams? Or is there going to be a surprise in there barring any – run uh, in, a, in a Stanley Cup playoffs out of the West? What are your thoughts? If I had... Okay, I'm sorry. Who was that direct... uh, I didn't know who that was directed to. I thought it was me. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll, fuck, I'll take the floor. Um, sorry, sorry, Glenn. Um, if I had to guess right now, I'd say my West is... Uh, well, Colorado is the safe bet, uh, of course. I mean, they didn't get any worse at all. Uh, so there's that. Uh, you know, unless... Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, oh, Jesus! Who's a uh, who's? Oh my God! I'm drawing a blank. Who 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 did they just pick up? Our, our former backup uh, that is now their goalie. Oh, who am I thinking of? Yeah, come on, Gorkia. Oh, Gorkia! Jesus Christ! What's wrong with the yes? Okay, unless uh, you know, we don't know if we're going to get first half of the season, Georgiev, or second half of the season, Georgiev. Uh, with them, the difference is they've got uh, God's team in front of them. So, but I'm going to go Colorado and. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Calgary. <laughs> I'm gonna go okay. Calgary. Why not? Because, <laughs> like you said, with the whole remember, remember I said that about Florida um, going in. I thought Florida was just you know looking to outscore everybody six to five in the playoffs. Like uh, uh, you know, I used the comparison to Washington in the mid two thousands when they were winning the Southeast every year with zero defense and goaltending. Um, you know, I said it would catch up to Florida in the playoffs, and it did. Um, 
think that, uh, yeah, I think that they got better. I'm kind of contradicting my own entire rant about goalies uh, from before, but um, I, 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 I think – you, you know that that whole Calgary Edmonton battle of uh, Alberta like that that's not sitting well like I, I got a good friend of mine out in, in Calgary that is not sitting well uh, and they're they're hungry this year they they're very optimistic about the way that they were seemingly on paper able to keep themselves as a contender given the uh, the, the the big guns that they lost uh, they're they're looking to take the next step whether or not they have the personnel remains to be seen I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt until proven otherwise. And uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with it. Uh, Calgary replacing Edmonton uh, in the conference finals against Colorado. That's that's my final uh, final offer. Cool man. Shout out to you. And go ahead and your thoughts uh, out of the West. Who 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 will we see in the uh, conference finals? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I really hate to just go with who I think is going to be the top two teams, which uh, again is is probably Edmonton and Calgary. Um, I know Scott was a big uh, Calgary backer last year, uh, and justifiably so until the end. Um, but, again, I, I think Calgary did a great job uh, backfilling, losing uh, Kachuk and, uh, and Goudreau. Um, and I think that of the three teams, uh, if you want to throw the Kings in there as kind of a dark horse, I, I still think Calgary's got the best goaltending. So, you know, I, I would give them a shot. To uh, to get out of this uh, to get out of the Pacific Division and uh, face Colorado, uh, Edmonton, like you say, if they run into Colorado, exactly like you said, two two great offensive teams, but Cal- but uh, Colorado can defend, and again, it'll come down to our old buddy Georgiev, who I think is going to do just fine in Calgary. Uh, I, I think he will, uh, but. You know, I, I, again, I, I would also kind of have to lean toward Edmonton and Calgary as the top two in that division pretty clearly. Uh, but, you know, I think L.A. could be the, the dark horse in that division. Uh, again, it, it depends how their goaltending holds up because uh, I think they've got uh, a lot of weapons as well. And, um, you know, they just they just they seem like they could be a team that uh, is going to be uh, – uh, the sum is going to be greater than the parts, uh, speaking about L.A. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, Edmonton and Calgary. I could see Gal- Calgary uh, with Markstrom, uh, you know, beating out Edmonton uh, if they face each other in the playoffs. Uh, again, it might be, you know, some eight, six games. Um, but then as far as, you know, getting to the cup finals, uh, you know, you look at Colorado, they could certainly play with Edmonton. And uh, I think even St. Louis could play with Edmonton. So I, I don't think Edmonton is, a, a, you know, a clear shot to the, uh, to the finals at all. I think Calgary is going to be in the way. And, uh, you know, it, it, we'll see if it comes down to Calgary and Edmonton as far as the division. Uh, again, I think Markson is the better goalie, but Campbell – has been very good as well. So it'll be interesting to see what Edmonton does with a better goalie than they've had over the last few years. All right. Final thoughts from you, Glenn, and then we'll go to Scott. Give us like a minute, two minutes, final thoughts, and we'll go to Scott, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, you know, we've talked a lot about this the last month, the last few weeks, about how we think a lot of these divisions are going to shake out and everything. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of late nights watching some of those West Coast games uh, again. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as, as far as the Rangers go, hey, I, you know, Rangers beat Carolina last year in the playoffs, right? If hmm. I look at the rest of the, the, the conference, I think this team's got a good shot to get to the finals this year, take that next step. Um, obviously, we'll be talking about that a lot the, the rest of the year, but – just for my final thoughts, as the uh, uh, the preseason is going on, and, and as the uh, uh, the season uh, starts to uh, begin, uh, I think the Rangers just have so much depth that uh, if if anybody goes down, uh, you know, for the most part, other than maybe Igor, uh, but if anybody goes down, the, the Rangers have so much depth that they can, uh, you know, they can survive that and. Uh, you know, bring in somebody to 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 replace whoever they lose. Uh, so I'm I'm 
I've been excited about this team for two years, and I'm really excited about them this year. So we'll see how it goes, and uh, we'll be talking about it for six months. Oh, yeah, we definitely will. In two weeks, we'll get right back to it every week, starting with a post game with the season opener. Shout-outs to Glenn. And, of course, Scott, man, tell us uh, anything uh, – Shows coming down that now the hockey season's rolling around and Scott and temporary RIP to my TV show binge watching now with all these sports I can't. <laughs> but your final thoughts? I'm yeah, sorry, dog. yeah, I know you. You only get caught up in the summer and let me tell you, let me. Um, I I, I got to give public props. I know I thank you uh, on the on the PM, but let me give you public props for recommending City on a Hill. I am uh, currently oh, uh, once we get us. off tell here. Us what you like. Do you like it? Yeah, tell us, yeah. Tell us Steve, Steve gave me a show. Um, I, I trust Steve as my with, with his recommendations as much as he trusts me, and he gave me City on a Hill with uh, with Kevin Bacon, uh, the 1992 Boston show where Kevin Bacon is just so entertaining. He plays an ultra corrupt, uh, boozing, coke snorting FBI agent. Uh, just so entertaining. Um, uh, you know, it's it, it's a great show. It's. Uh, quote-unquote like a cop show or whatnot but uh his character is just fantastic uh boston accents flying all over the place uh so i i, I started that about a week ago i'm about once once we get off here i got the the season finale of season two and i know that the season three just finished up live so i got the, i got that on deck yeah. uh excellent excellent recommendation uh on that one uh as for as for current we've got uh we got house of the dragon going on if you're a game of thrones fan you oh, should yeah, have no yeah. problem with that. It's very good. Yeah, same style. Uh, I, I like it because because it, it's it's not as uh, there's not as, there's not much going on. There's just basically the one story. We've met all the characters. You know, there'll be another season. I'm sure we'll get new new players there. But you know, when, when Game of Thrones, you know, I had to watch the first season of Game of Thrones like four times, uh, you know, to figure out what was going on because you got 15 different stories all at once going on, and then they all of course converge seven seasons down the road. Uh, this is nice and easy to follow. It's, uh, you know, less characters, less complex story, but the same, you know, cinematography, same uh, just in your face. I cannot believe they just did that kind of stuff. So uh, so that's going well. Um, and, yeah, we've got, uh, we've got busy times. Uh, the hockey's about to start. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the Giants. Their uh, offensive line was exposed for being just as terrible as it's been for the last five years. And, uh you know, hopefully good things coming to Queens and in, uh, in baseball in October. But, uh, you know, being a Mets fan my whole life, uh, I'm just pessimistic as ever. <laughs> I, I hear you, Scott. I hear you. <laughs> you have we're excited, but, you, you know, I'm grounded in reality yep, with the damn Mets. Your pitching is better. Yeah, true, true. Uh, once we get to the playoffs, we got the best one-two punch in the game, and you know you're only rolling three starters. I, I think that. so. Uh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. You guys got that, man. We ain't got that, man. We are done. Um, we're not getting past Houston on the, on the, on the AL side. NL side, it's a crapshoot because the starting pitching is always a neutralizer. Oh, Scott, one more thing before we get off. I mean, yeah. you didn't even mention the great Cobra Kai, man. You know, that's season five. Oh yeah, I, I, sorry, yeah, I didn't know if um, you know, I I didn't know if if we had talked about that uh, the last time I was on. I guess I did not. Yeah, I mean, Cobra Kai just, you know, somebody posted the other day that was like said something like, "Is season five better than season four? Because I hated season four. I'm like. There, there hasn't really? been a bad season. There hasn't even been a bad episode. Like, like I don't understand why someone would say that. Yeah, I, I, I can't even pinpoint. I can't pinpoint a bad season, let alone I can't even pinpoint a bad episode. I mean, it's just so entertaining. Yeah. It, it, it's just perfectly done. It's just campy and cheesy, but but beautiful the way. It, ooh, ooh. Um, yeah. Uh, to get off topic, I mean, yes, yes, Cobra Kai, another phenomenal season in the books. Anybody watching Dahmer, the Dahmer series on Netflix with Evan Peters? That is rough, man. That is rough, man. Listen, I could stomach a lot of shit. That's a tough watch, man, because of the, you know, you know, I don't want to get too into the depths of what happened, you know, with the ins and outs. But, man, that is, that is, that is rough, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching it, but it's a tough watch. That's one of the toughest watches I watch. You know, because yeah, it's a tough watch. He was doing. 
Talk about a show that's done well because it's not really gory. Like, we know who the guy was. We know what he did. Now, but, but, but they're not, like, it's not like watching a Saw movie. Like, it's good old school, like, classic horror, like Halloween-type horror in that it's just all about the suspense and the acting and just watching this guy. I mean, Evan Peters, you know, I had no idea he was such a brilliant actor. He might be the best actor on the planet for what he did uh, in this role as Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, he, but he's just terrifying in his acting and the suspense and just the long, drawn-out scenes with him and one of his drug-passed-out victims. Okay, what's he going to do to this guy? He's just taking his time. But, I mean, it's just, it is really creepy and scary. But it's not really bloody and gory. Um, you know, the, like the stuff that he does, you, you know, they're staring at, like, if he's sawing someone's leg off, like, they're, they're staring at, like, Dahmer's face while it's going on. So it's not, like, disgusting, like, you know, torture porn kind of, like, like a Saw movie. Like, the, 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 the violence is, is kind of scaled down considerably, um, considering um, it's been very, very tasteful, but that doesn't make it any less creepy and scary of a show. Uh, if you could stomach it, again, you know, don't worry about the gore, not really an issue, but it is a scary show and absolutely spectacular. And shout out to Scottman on your TV show and movie recommendations. And man, I'm a, I'm a, man, I'm a, it must have been a whole winter catching up on stuff with all the sports coming back all at once with the hockey in two weeks with a regular season. And hopefully, uh, we got, get off to a nice start with Glenn, Scott, and RP at the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. We see you guys after the game. Season opener in two weeks. Sangre Azul, Mañana. Reboot. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue.